Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy cataracts. All thy waves and billows are gone over me. Amen. On this baptism of our Lord, in our own baptisms, we descend into the waters and there meet the heavens. Let us descend in order to ascend. Have you noticed how strange it is in our gospel lesson that there are really no details whatsoever about the baptism itself? Um, If you still have your bulletin right in front of you, take a look. It's actually pretty interesting. It is, in fact, mentioned after the fact. (laughs) Now, after all the baptisms, the, uh, the gospel says, and then the action resumes. Oh, the sparsity. Oh, the economy of biblical prose. You know, where is the poet when these things are going down? You know, you think we got these gospel writers, and they're pretty low-key. They're not super educated. Where's the poet when this is happening? And so he can write down, and so Jesus, standing upon the shore, removed his sandals and slowly sank into the miry waters of the mighty river, entrusting himself into the arms of the baptizer. No, we get nothing of the sort. Indeed, Jesus' baptism is pretty much just grouped together with the other baptisms. Do you see what I'm talking about? It's almost skirted over in the verses rush to get to the main action. Here in baptism, the sacrament of water, the main focus is on heaven. Here in the sacrament of the depths, the main action comes from the heights. First, there's a couple things to, re- to recognize here. The first is that the action in, with the action of baptism, the heavens are opened. The word open shares the same root as the word Luke uses at the end of his Gospels in Emmaus when the disciples' eyes are opened at the breaking of the bread. It is a very important moment, and here the heavens are opened in a way that is similar. In the sacrament here of being swallowed up in the waters, something new is opening up to us as a result of it. The heavens split, according to Mark, are rent asunder, according to the King James. It is the opening salvo of a new relationship, a new covenant that comes from on high, the highest heights, and reaches into the deepest depths. That's the first thing, the opening. The second thing is the sign of the Spirit. This action is sealed with the Spirit. The disclosive act of anointing brings together both fire and water and is manifested in the Spirit descending as dove. Just as the dove brought news of peace over the flood waters to the ark. So here it brings news of a new and greater peace for all time. 
Just as at Christmas, God gathered into things earthly and heavenly, so now we see the Spirit bringing it to power in the fire of baptism. The first is the opening of heaven. The second is the action of the Spirit. And the third thing I want to point out is the Father's voice. The heavens are opened, the Spirit descends, and the voice of the Father proclaims, what does it say? You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. Now, I don't know if what I'm about to say here is going to be unpopular, but I'm going to pick on the word pleased for a second. It is actually, I think, a tricky word, especially today in our modern ears, and that the word deserves our attention. For someone to say, think about this with me, if for someone to say they're well pleased with you in almost any circumstance, wouldn't that give off just the slightest vibe of their kind of formal, rigid approval of you? I am well pleased with you. It's, it's just how the word strikes us right now. There is a may it please the court vibe that we get from the word pleased. And it's for a lot of reasons, um, and we feel it that way in kind of our ear. And in addition, the word comes from a kind of etymological relationship to placate and to appease. They're connected in a way. And that's why when you see in the gospel lesson, well pleased, you should hear delight. I am delighted with you. There's no ambiguity in the word delight. It is raw, evocative, and fully captures the power. You're pleased with something when it is appropriate. You delight in something when it is a delectation. You're pleased and you give an agreeable head nod. Delight is an eruption. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus had also been baptized and was praying, Drum roll. The heavens are opened. Spotlight. The spirit descends. Dramatic pause. And a voice from heaven booms. My beloved in whom I delight. The waters of baptism summon the delight of heaven. The cataracts of heaven's joy and peace are billowing upon us in the waters, in the waters. No longer do God's people detour around them. No longer are the waters parted even. No, now you are called into their depths. By our lowering down, our hearts are lifted up. We descend unto the heights. And in that, we take great delight. Have you been moving through the depths lately? Take heart. Those waters have been made holy, and God will meet you there. Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy cataracts. All thy waves and billows are gone over me.